Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Money Manifestation Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in to my fifth episode. We are covering today three things you need to declutter to attract money. So let's talk about why decluttering is important. It's important because everything has energy and there's energy around everything. And there's a quote from Einstein that I really appreciate. And that quote is, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. And I love that quote because he's talking about the frequency and the energy of everything around us. And when you get really into manifestation, you begin to understand that everything is energy. Money is an energy. The things around you are an energy, your car, your house, your relationships, everything. And so to attract what you want more of in life, you need to get on that energetic frequency in order to get it. And a lot of people in the wellness world say that you are in flow when this happens. So if you ever hear that word, that's what people are meaning. And so if you want more money, you have to get on the frequency of money. If you want more success, you have to get on the frequency of success, so on and so forth. And so this is where I think it comes back to your physical space. If you have a space that is untidy, unorganized, cluttered, whatever, you're blocking that energy in the area from flowing freely. And this allows pockets of negative energy to become stored in the mess and the chaos that you have. And if you're anything like me, whenever your house is clean and you walk into a clean house, you can't help but feel refreshed, relaxed, and just overall just something you feel really good. Maybe you can't quite put a finger on it, but you just feel more expansive, open. Everything just feels in alignment. And this is because subconsciously you are noticing the new positive energy of that refreshed space once it's organized and once it's cleaned. The stagnant energy that was stuck was allowed to flow once things were organized correctly and put in a place. And I also think it's interesting because people will often have an overwhelming sense of need to purge whenever they're experiencing a major life change. So anytime you have experienced, maybe it was a divorce, maybe it was a job change, 
maybe it's an upcoming move, whatever. You have this strong sense to purge for mainly two reasons. One, you feel as though there's all this chaos in your outer world that you can't control. Good chaos, right? I mean, it's good that all of these changes are happening, but change can still feel chaotic. And so you feel the need to control the interior of your home because that's a way for you to have a system of organization and control and just a more refreshing sense of everything is in the right place. So it kind of counteracts what's happening, maybe in a mental level. The second reason people cleanse or purge is because they feel the need to clear out the energy in order to make space for what this new life opportunity is going to provide. And so I'll use my mom as an example. When she and my dad got divorced after 35 years, she purged the shit out of our house. I mean, like every closet, every drawer, she went through and just like donated and purged as much as she could. And for her, again, that was due to not only needing some sense of control and order within her life, but also on an energetic level, she wanted to just clear out all that negativity and just make space for what was coming. Because nothing says I'm ready to receive more of something like space. Clean, uncluttered space. This tells the universe or God or Jesus or Allah or whatever your belief is that you have room for more of what you want. But it also confirms that you respect what has been given to you so far. And on an energetic level, how you treat your belongings communicates how you treat and respect the gifts the universe gives you. Another reason why you want to maintain a decluttered space is because the universe will interpret your clutter as abundance. Because in many ways, it is. Your clutter is abundance because you are so blessed to have the belongings that so many can't afford. However, if you're trying to get into a place of manifestation to manifest more into your life or to become more abundant, you need to ensure that the message is clear. You are ready and have the space to receive more. And the positive energy of a space surrounds you all the time. The energy of the physical space can affect you as much as the energy of your being. So take care of your surroundings so that all you have to focus on is that inner work. Don't make it harder on yourself than it needs to be. So let's jump into the three main areas that you should keep decluttered in order to create space for abundance. The three main areas are your wallet, your car, and your closet. And I'm sure you're probably rolling your eyes thinking about at least one of these and thinking, yeah, that it's time to clean that out. And for me, this used to always be my closet back in the day. Thankfully, I have understood the value of having a decluttered space, but for a long time, I struggled with this. And for whatever reason, my closet was always the area where I really needed to put systems in place. And so I hope you get some nuggets from this and you realize why this should be important for you as well, especially on your path for manifestation. So let's jump into your wallet. You should have a formal place to keep your money, first of all, because this is showing your money respect. And you do this by giving it a designated space. Not just throwing it into the bottom of a purse or a cup holder or shoving it in a pocket or throwing it into a hat or whatever. Where does your money live? And not only within a wallet or a purse, but where do you then put that wallet or purse? Is it like thrown into a chair or onto a stack of bills or do you constantly lose it? 
you should keep track of and show respect for your money by having a designated space for it at home. And by the way, when I say money, I'm not just referring to cash. I'm referring to credit cards, gift cards, change, meaningful coupons, punch out cards, etc. I mean, all of this is still quote unquote money and it needs to be stored respectfully. And if you cannot afford a wallet or, or something of that nature, find something that can keep your money organized that you still feel good about. So the energy around it is still flowing. Don't use my dad as an example. He would always keep his money in an upside down baseball cap on the countertop, just like thrown in there. And he would have credit cards. They were actually usually bound by rubber band or like multiple rubber bands that were all broken and retied. <laughs> I do not recommend this strategy. Again, show your money that you value it so that you can attract more of it to you. And the reason I talk about keeping your money not only in something, but also in a particular place in the house is because you want to develop a positive relationship with money and a, and maintain a positive frequency with it. So think about if you come home and, you know, your hands are full or whatever, and you just take off your purse or you take out your wallet and you just throw it on the couch or you throw it on the entry table or the entry countertop or whatever. That is a very negative action that you're doing with your money. It's sort of this laissez-faire, I don't really give a shit about you, whatever sort of action. Whereas if you take it out and you set it down with intention, and maybe you even have like a split second thought where you just say thank you, that is such a more positive experience that you're having with your money and that you're reinforcing every time you interact with it. And it's all about the little things. The little things do add up. So think about where your money is right now or what it's located in. Does whatever this, you know, let's say it's a wallet. Does your wallet make you feel expansive or restrictive? And if you feel anything other than a positive feeling when you think about where your money's contained, you should reevaluate where and how your money is stored. So when I first started out, I would go and buy used name brand wallets from thrift stores because that made me feel fancy and luxurious. Just pulling it out, feeling the quality of the leather and seeing the name brand imprinted into the wallet made me feel rich. And that was the kind of experience I wanted every time I reached for my money. So as I would go and grab my wallet, I would feel abundant. And then this is the kind of feeling you should strive for every time you reach for your money. You never want negative energy around your cash, especially if you're trying to manifest abundance. The next question I have for you is, is your wallet organized? Or are you anything like my mother who has, she's had the same wallet for 20 plus years. It has a busted zipper. It has 100 plus store specific credit cards. I don't know if your parents are, are like this as well, but they have like a Kohl's gift card, a Victoria's Secret gift card, an Exxon gift card, a Shell gift card, a gift card for Best Buy, for Sears, for, you know, Home Depot, all of them. Actually, some of those are out of business, but you get the point. There's a credit card for like every store. And so not only is it overwhelmed with just all these credit cards, there were also gift cards, coupons, old receipts, checks she needed to get shredded, what have you. And going back to what we were talking about earlier, you need to create space for energy to flow. And the universe recognizes whether or not you are open to receiving more by looking at these areas you interact with the most. And a stuffed or jam-packed wallet like my mom's does not say, I have space for anything, or I'm open and receptive to anything, especially financially. 
So I recommend that you dump absolutely everything out of your wallet. Do not leave anything in there because you would be surprised at how many expired gift cards there are or receipts that you don't need. Or I even had punch cards for restaurants that weren't even open anymore. So purge and go through all of those and maybe even look at some that you're, that you're really never going to use. I had some as an example for these fast food chains, and then I had a complete nutrition overhaul to where I don't eat fast food anymore. So it's like, why am I keeping these punch cards or why am I keeping these gift cards? Why don't I just give them to someone? Anyone else would probably love to receive that. And if you're feeling super abundant and you really want to be in the act of giving in order to receive, give that to someone who really needs it. Energetically, that will continue to bring more to you, but more importantly, that's a really decent thing to do as a human being. And energetically, it's going to make sure that your energy is staying on a positive note. So once you've cleared all this out, find a home for each card within your wallet. Make sure it always goes back in the same pocket. So, you know, your debit card, your credit card, your IDs, make sure they all have a home in which they reside. It's going to be so much easier for you to maintain organization and to notice if one ever goes missing, by the way, if you have a home where it always returns to. And to that end, keep your change together. Even organize your cash by value. A well-organized wallet creates the right vibe that you want to get on the same frequency as money. And if you're not keeping cash in your wallet, you should be. I know it's so easy to use credit cards and Apple Pay and all these other options to pay for everything, but having cash in your wallet will make you feel much more abundant each time you open it up to pay for something. If you open up your wallet and every single time you see a $100 bill at the front, that's going to feel really, really good. And that's the kind of abundant feeling you want anytime you're dealing with your money. And if you can't afford a $100 bill yet, print off a fake one. No one cares. The universe ain't going to know. Trick your brain into a feeling of gratitude every time you open your wallet. The universe can't tell the difference between your feeling abundant because of real money or fake money. Abundance is abundant and it attracts more fake, real, whatever's going to help you get on that energetic level. The next area of your life that you should declutter and keep clean is your car. Stop and think about the state of your car right now. Are you treating it with respect? Is there trash in the cup holders, change in the cup holders, stains on the seats, dirty clothes in the floorboard, bags of clothes for donation? Most people spend a significant amount of time in their car and the energy in it should be cleaned as often as your home. And most people have a tendency to forget about their cars, which is an extension of your home. Additionally, keeping your car cleaned and well-maintained, both mechanically and aesthetically, will make you appreciate it more. And this means that you're reinforcing that positive energy every time you're in it. So I'm curious if you've ever had a car that you hated, and then you began to see everything within it go wrong. This could be the result of your negative energy. So to use a personal example of this, I had a car in high school that I got and my dad drove it, my my older brothers drove it before I did, and one older brother hit a light pole, so it had like a moon-shaped gash in the back left-hand side, and the other brother hit a mailbox and like, I think a truck hitch, or I'm not sure. So my dad had to go to the junkyard, and he replaced the front bumper in the fender with a white bumper and fender. And this car was red by the way. It was a, it was a crown Victoria. It was 20 years old by the time I got it. 
And in addition to both of my brother's wrecks, my dad actually had the car stolen from his work parking lot one afternoon. And the car was used for a week to break into people's houses. They like ripped out our back seat. They hotwired the car with like a screwdriver in the ignition and who knows what else. And they shoved this thing full of, I guess, like TVs and stuff is what the police told us. And then they dumped the car somewhere. And so my dad got it back. And the back seat was always a little rickety after that because we had to replace it. And the ceiling of the car was starting to fray after that. And so anytime I got out, I would have to like shake out my hair because there would be felt pieces in it from my fraying ceiling. In addition to that, at some point when I was selling my Cutco knives, someone stole all of my hubcaps because (laughs) why not, right? It's a 20-year-old car. It already looks like crap. Let's just steal her hubcaps. So this car was rough and it was all red, had these white pieces attached to it. (laughs) This thing was what we called a hoopty. And so this car and I had a love-hate relationship. I loved the way it drove because it was, you know, it was a cruiser. And I also appreciated the value of it because my dad got this from a police auction and it was only 1500 bucks. So I was like, this is a damn good deal for a car that gets me from point A to point B. But it does look like crap which didn't bother me in high school because a lot of people I went to school with had very similar style cars. You know, maybe it wasn't as like thrifty as mine was, but you know, no one at my school was driving anything nicer than like a Jetta or like a Mustang was like the nicest car that anyone at my school drove. Whereas when I got to college, all of a sudden, everyone I went to college with had like BMWs and Audis and all these really nice cars. And all of a sudden I became embarrassed of what I was driving to the point where we would go out to dinner or to drinks or have get-togethers and I would park like blocks away and walk in the heat of Texas, by the way, and I would walk super far because I was that embarrassed of people seeing what I was driving. And actually to make things worse, whenever I was interning at a company, my boss asked me to drive her to lunch and I was just like absolutely mortified. And she looked around my car like, oh, this is, hmm, this is interesting. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about my first car? And I was like, oh my God, I was just, I was ready to die. And so at that point, I started building up a lot of resentment for this car. I really started to hate it. And so when that happened, all of these things started to go wrong. I started having electrical problems. My dashboard started, the lights just started going off. And I had like little fender benders here and there. My tire would go flat. Then the next tire would go flat. And then my ball joint broke, which is like a really big deal if you know anything about cars. And I I really saw a correlation between when I started to hate this car and when everything started to go wrong. And I feel as though it was because my negative energy about the car, that's what I was attracting. And so that's what I got more of. I got more of that negativity associated with my car. And so the reason I bring this up is because I want you to always maintain that positive energy when you are within your car, right? Because it's somewhere where you're probably spending a lot of time and it should always feel luxurious and you should always feel positive about your car. And a way to do that is take the time to detail it. And if you can't afford to do this, do it yourself. You can get some pretty inexpensive materials from, you know, O'Reilly's or Walmart or whatever in order to do this inexpensively. And just detail the interior and the exterior to the best of your ability. Anytime I have this done, my car feels new again. And this makes me feel super abundant. It makes me feel super rich. And it's I feel like I'm driving my car off the lot again from when I just purchased it. And not only do I feel better in it as a result, but I even drive it better. I drive it as if it's new again. And I don't even realize it. Or at least I wasn't realizing it until recently. And this brings me to my next point. 
Are you treating your car with respect as you drive? Are you hitting the steering wheel, the console, or the dash anytime you're angry? Or are you slamming on the brakes? Are you cutting people off? I mean, think about the energy you project when you're within your car. And if you are prone to being an angry driver, you should be cleansing your car more. (laughs) Clean it more, cleanse it more, get that negative shit out. And as a side comment, I'd also take a moment and reflect on why you're so reactive while driving. Anytime someone tells me that they're a super angry driver, that's usually a red flag for me that they have some internal things they need to work through that's expressing itself while they're driving. And it's usually one of the three big issues. It's either an issue with like control, power, or there's some time management issues in there. So maybe take a moment to just stop and reflect on that and and think about why driving is such a reactive experience for you. And then try to work on that in addition to cleansing your car, cleaning your car, et cetera, and trying to make that a much more positive experience. I have found that even playing like nicer music that makes me feel rich has also been extremely helpful. So whenever I'm driving, I'm either doing one of two things. I'm listening to podcasts or I'm like an old soul that's listening to jazz or classical music or just something that makes me feel like I'm just very sophisticated and very posh because then that's the feeling I'm embodying while I'm driving this car and that makes me feel rich and abundant. So maybe for you, it's like some other music genre or whatever. (laughs) That's not what's important. Whatever makes you feel and step into that sense of abundance and positive energy, that's what you should be doing while you're driving the car. And for a lot of us, Sometimes it's just building more time into your schedule. That way you can drive more slowly and more respectfully of your vehicle. The last area of your life that you should be keeping clean and decluttered should be your closet. When you open your door, I want you to think about how you normally feel. Are you overwhelmed with chaos or is everything neat and tidy? Your belongings should feel respected just like your money and just like your car. And for that matter, everything else you own. If you want to remain abundant, everything you have needs to be treated with respect. That way you're communicating that energetic level of I'm ready for more and I respect the things I've been given, right? What we talked about earlier. And if you're anything like I was 10 years ago, I mean, you might have piles of clothes in the ground, shoes, backpacks, whatever else is thrown at the bottom of this thing. Or maybe you have everything hung up, but your closet is so packed with belongings that you can't fit anything else in it. Again, this is telling the universe that you do not have space for some of the nice things that you want. So if you want some of the more luxury brand things like, you know, Gucci, Prada, Louboutin, whatever, make space for those things. You can't have a jam-packed closet just like you can't have a jam-packed wallet if you want to communicate that you're ready to attract more. And I freaking love Marie Kondo. I have watched that entire Netflix series and I I am so obsessed. If you really wanted to get into the mindset of decluttering, I would watch that while you're doing it. That just, that gets me going. And one of the questions that she asks that I absolutely love is, are your clothes, shoes, accessories, movies, books, whatever, are they bringing you joy? If not, it is time to purge those things so you can make room for the things you actually want. And when thinking about the clothes in your closet, ask yourself if you're holding on to any of your clothes that you quote unquote hope to get back into one day. And if so, that is a lot of negativity stemming from your self-consciousness and that's impacting your wardrobe. And you are then putting those clothes in your body every day. 
Because you'll have one side of the closet where it's like, these are my to get back into one day clothes. And then you'll have the other clothes that are like, these are the ones I fit into now. And so naturally, even subconsciously, you open this door and you see both sets and you can't help but feel down, sad, disappointed, because you see the clothes that you want to get into. And then you have that moment of, oh, but I am less than because I don't. And then you see the clothes that you're able to fit into and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll put those on today, right? So you are literally dressing yourself with that negativity every day by allowing your quote unquote overweight clothes to commingle with your thinner clothes. And you don't want that kind of energy in there. So get rid of whatever the set of clothing is that does not align with your current life. And by the way, if you are struggling to part with any of these, you know, quote unquote, thinner clothes. In my mind, you have two choices, address this physically or address this mentally. Otherwise, you are perpetuating this negativity in a major way because these are the kinds of thoughts that tend to overwhelm your subconscious 24-7. Anytime you think about waking up, going to get food, exercising, putting on clothes. I mean, so many activities throughout your day, you will have that split second thought of, oh, but I'm overweight. And you'll have that split second disappointment in yourself. So you need to work through that because that's something that is happening so frequently that it's affecting your ability to manifest. So either become comfortable with who you are, or if you really, really need to see that change in order to do that, then start making those steps. So that way you can get on the right mindset for manifestation. And as always, I recommend a healthy body for manifestation because what you eat, what you do, I mean, everything you consume and everything you do is an energetic exchange, right? And you want to be on that frequency of someone that has everything they want. And that includes health. So try to include things that get you there from a health perspective as well. And I also feel the need to say that a healthy body does not equate to your thinner clothes. There was a time in my life where I had a very skewed idea of what healthy meant for my body. And thankfully, I've gotten to a place now where I realized that the thinner clothes that I had, which are all now gone, that was not, my body was not healthy when I was that thin. I realized that there is a, another level where my body was the healthiest, where I felt the best, where my energy was the best. And it wasn't quote unquote skinny, but this is where I feel the healthiest. Skinny is not synonymous with healthy. So when I say, you know, thinner, overweight, I really just want you guys to be healthy. I just use those words because I think it's what most people are going to refer to them in their wardrobe. Ultimately, you are beautiful and worthy no matter your size. And if your size is something that makes you self-conscious or disappointed in yourself, please take the appropriate steps to get to a place where you either appreciate the body you have, or if you need to get healthy in order to get there mentally, take the appropriate steps to get healthy. No matter what, you are enough and you are worthy regardless of your size. So let's jump back into the closet. The next thing I want to ask you is, is it easy for you to see and find the clothes you're looking for when you go into your closet? Because if not, you're going to get really frustrated and annoyed every time you go in there to look for something to wear, right? Because you can't see anything. You're having to, you know, push clothes out of the way and maybe there's too many. And so it's a lot of energy and the whole process just becomes this big mental burden for you. And therefore you're perpetuating that negative energy. 
And again, we're all about avoiding that negative energy within areas that you interact with a lot. So create space for your clothes so that way you can easily find everything and then find some sort of system. That way it's easy for you to find what you're looking for. Maybe there's a color coding organization. Maybe you organize things by type. You know, whatever works best for you. Just make sure that whatever it is, the experience when you go into your closet is then a positive one as a result. And you can easily find what it is that you're looking for. And I once heard, and I'm actually not sure if this was Marie Kondo that said it or someone else, but I heard that, well, obviously belongings have energy, right? Because everything has energy. But the statement this person made was also that belonging is experience neglect on an energetic level. I'm pretty sure it was Marie Kondo. Anyway, so if that's true, make sure you don't have clothes that you're holding on to, especially for the wrong reasons. So that's why I mentioned those like, you know, thinner versus overweight clothes and, or maybe it's a dress that you have from prom in high school that you're never going to wear again, but just like a nice memory. Make sure you're not harboring stagnant energy by keeping a lot of those clothes for the wrong reason. Regardless of whether or not you believe that clothes experience neglect or on an energetic level or not, Conceptually, it makes sense to make room for things that you do want. If it's something you're really passionate about, maybe take a picture of it or a fabric swatch or whatever if it's something that's really meaningful to you. And then keep that in like your memory box or whatever it is that you have. But try to give the things that you're no longer utilizing on a consistent basis. Allow them to be given to someone that will be able to find use from that. And in my opinion, that just goes along with the respecting your belongings and giving them new life by allowing someone else to enjoy them if you are no longer going to do so. The next question I have for you is, do the possessions in your closet make you feel rich? Because oftentimes, the way our clothes and shoes and everything else are organized can contribute to whether or not you feel abundant. So what I like to do is I will keep my favorite and or my nicest clothes towards the very front. That way, every time I open my door, I'm seeing the name brand stuff, the clothes that are I love to wear, the things that make me feel good or sexy or whatever, because that's the feeling that I want to have every time I go into my closet, because I want that surge of positivity and abundance. And if you have the ability to, I would recommend buying a few luxury staples that you can have displayed in some way in your closet, because that's going to make you feel super abundant. Maybe it's like your favorite purse, or your favorite pair of shoes or hat or dress or whatever it is. Have that as something that is, you know, stands out from the rest. That way you open it, you see that favorite object and you just have this feeling of, ah, I am so grateful that I have that thing and it makes me feel so abundant because that's just going to keep that feeling going as you continue on about your day. And then once you have your wallet, your car and your closet cleaned out, decluttered, organized, make sure you also cleanse it. You've done all of this work to physically clear out the space and clear out the energy. Make sure you do it on a spiritual level as well. And if you're rolling your eyes, that is totally fine. (laughs) You can skip this step, but I would recommend that you at least indulge me because you've already done all the work to physically clean it out. If there's even a chance that, that spiritually cleansing it could help, why not? And if you're one of those people where you do feel the emotional impact of having a cleaned out space, then subconsciously, you know that that does have an effect on your emotion and your energy at some level. So why not just dive right in and embrace the spiritual side as well and see what that might do for you. And there are many ways to cleanse this space. You can use sage, palo santos, singing bowls, crystals, quartz, etc. Whatever it is that you choose, 
make sure you do your research prior to to ensure that you're not culturally appropriating anyone or anything like that. I have recently learned a lot more about sage and Palo Santo and how that can be a very controversial way of cleansing a space because of the cultural implications that that have that has on the Native Americans. And I've heard the other side of the argument as well, where some people are saying that those are things that are used by other religions also. I would say do whatever feels right and in alignment with you if you're going to go that route. And I would just say make sure you do your research beforehand so that you're mindfully going about it. And that's my only two cents on that. <laughs> so just to re- recap what we talked about today, the three main areas that you should keep decluttered in order to attract more abundance into your life and, and as a result, more money is your wallet, your car, and your closet. And if you already have these things cleaned because you're a total type A badass who just like has all these things ready to go, just look for other areas in your life where you might not have everything decluttered. Maybe you have that one junk drawer or that console in your car or that one purse that seems to have all the receipts in it or the old memory box that's never been cleaned out. I mean, whatever. Just look for something in your life where you're like, you know what? That definitely harbors some stagnant energy. Let's go clean that shit out and let's get that energy flowing. And if you're really looking to just organize everything, I know that Amazon and the Container Store, they both have great options for little like drawer organizers. If you extend this to like your dresser and everything as well, your side tables, et cetera, this is something I've been doing for like the past year. So I really love it. And if you do decide to go down this route and clean out your wallet, your car, your closet, your drawers, your purse, whatever it is, please post a picture on Instagram or Facebook and tag me in it at modern manifestation, because I want to see this shit. I want this shit all over my feed. I love this stuff. I love Marie Kondo. I love organization. I mean, if you pull up my Pinterest, there's like nothing but organization and storage idea boards. (laughs) I love this stuff. So please, I want to see your before and afters of this stuff. I want to see how things are feeling for you afterwards. I want to know how it went for you. And I will be sure to include some photos of my own. I don't have the befores, unfortunately, but I do have quite a few afters of my closets, my wallet, my car, etc. Because I am walking the talk and I want to know that I'm sharing in this experience with you. I appreciate y'all for checking out this podcast. And as a reminder, I would really appreciate it if you rate, review, and subscribe. And if you take a screenshot of this and email it to me at hello at themodernmanifestation.com, I will send you my seven tips for creating space for abundance. So if you enjoyed this podcast, there's a lot more good stuff in that as well. I look forward to catching y'all next Monday. And until then, have a fantastic week. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.